It's a Polishing Podcast, and uh, before anybody else gets to say it, Nick, I want to wish you the most amazing uh, success in 2021 and uh, everything that uh, you do, and thanks for all the time that you have spent uh, here with the community. It's been amazing to be on this journey with you uh, over this past year as we are helping young detailers succeed. So wishing you all the best in uh, your new year. Uh, Nick is with a company called Vegas Rides. <clears throat> if you want to reach out to him, you can find him on social at Vegas.rides or best way to get a hold of Nick is through email, nick at vegasrides.com. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill. I'm with Total Auto Solutions. You can reach me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. If you want to do a TikTok, you can do it at Detail Supply App or best way to get in touch with me and send me amazing, uh, happy, wish you the most amazing 2021s. Best way to do that is to shoot me a text, 918-800-188. Nick, uh, did Santa come see you? Uh, were you a good boy? Uh, did you yeah. get coal in your stockings or did you get lots of wonderful gifts? I had a great Christmas, man. You know, first one with the baby. So, uh, you know, it, it was awesome. You know, we, uh, we got to enjoy it. You know, I know everybody's been kind of, had different experiences during this pandemic, but it was a nice little close to the year, uh, Christmas and, uh, absolutely enjoyed it. How about yourself? Uh, took a little ski trip. Cool. Uh, Santa did not see me. Uh, <laughs> my kids barely even got anything because they got a trip and I usually give them phones, you know, we move the phone over and they get another one. Uh, cool. so we're, we're completely different, uh, than used yeah. to be with, you know, Christmas trees and lights and putting them up and gifts underneath the tree. And, you know, it's so much fun when your daughter gets older, uh, you know, when they get out and go check out Santa's gifts and, you know, the yeah. whole magic of the season is very, very cool. We, we just were completely different. So, uh, yeah, all good. Moving into 2021 becomes interesting though, right? Uh, coming out of this holiday season, we take a little bit of a breath right before it's time to start again. Now, for many of us, it's time to start that slow season. Uh, start that, oh, okay, let's let's figure out how we're going to go this year. You know, people in the Northeast especially uh, have already been reaching out. Many, many tough times happening already. Uh, got a message today from a guy that is in a dealership and uh, wanting to get out but uh, having problems. Had some people that, uh, well, they've already gotten messages that they have been let go. And now they're trying to scramble to figure it out. So Northeast is having some, some moments of interesting times for detailers. It's a good time to uh, go in, uh, whether you're doing well or not, and begin to restructure your year, think about your year, plan for your year. It's a brief moment that we have that we can do that. Nick, we want to ask you on a personal level, uh, not business-wise, completely personal. Do you do like personal goals for the year? Do you set out top three things that you want to do? How do you handle a new year? Because, you know, it's, it's a good time for people to jump in. And we really want to know. Yeah. Really, really uh, want to know. Does Nick sit around and does Nick write out stuff? Does Nick plan it out? What does Nick do? Uh, I think it's like a mixed bag for me. Uh, in some instances, I've gotten to the end of the year, maybe not done some things I wanted to get accomplished when I look back at previous years or, you know, whatever. Mine's more of a year to year basis. Uh, you know, this year, really since too late 2018, you know, I was dealing with an injury from a car accident and, you know, I've kind of let 
my health and wellness slip, you know, I'll be honest about that. You know, it was something I was really big into working out and different types of things my whole life. And that injuries kind of derailed me. So this would be like a year. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing more health and wellness type goals, uh, for 2021. Uh, but you know, do I do it every year? No. I mean, there's some years I get to the end of the year, say, Hey, I've had a great year and let's just keep the ball rolling. Other times I do. So I think it all just depends on the type of year you've had. You know, if it's a time for you to regroup and say, Hey, I've let some things slip, then I think it's fine. But just doing it to do it. No, that's, I I've never really done that. Uh, I, I have, uh, years ago, I would sit down and force myself to set a goal, right? Because I think I sort of was big. I don't know. Maybe it was just in the circles I was involved with. I, I was always told to set personal goals for the year. And I did it from, you know, top three to, you know, top this. There was one time it was even, I think 10 different things I wanted to get done through the whole year. I mean, but then how many times did I actually fulfill them? Yeah. That's you the know, tough and then thing. Once for you me. complete a goal. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. The, t- the tough thing for me is I've been given that advice as well. And I think, you know, that advice is kind of an old school, you know, advice for you get from people. That's kind of just, I, I don't do well with, Hey, let's look out 12 months. And what do I want to have accomplished by December? I, I'm really kind of like, okay, January's here you know, what do I want to get done January, February, March, you know, I find that easier. Some people, they like this big global thought. And I I don't do well with that. Because like you said, I can list out like a 1000 things I want to accomplish. And then all of a sudden, I look back and three of them got accomplished. It kind of is counterproductive for me. So I've been given that advice It just never worked for me. So one thing that I started doing a couple years ago that uh, I it's been a it's been a good, I think, good thing for me when I transitioned away from setting out actual verbatim goals is to actually just pick a, a word for the year. So if, sure. if you kind of get into that type of thing where you, you know, you just enjoy that part, I, I think picking a word for the year, and then you can take all your different sub goals or all your different things that you think of that you want to do. And, and always make sure they go back to that word, basically that guide, that flashlight to help you in your journey through the year. Uh, words for me have been, you know, different from sometimes I've wanted to focus. And so literally the, the word was just focus. And so every time a new idea or a new thing would come out, I would, it would position me back to, well, is this doing, is this helping me focus? Uh, there's, there's been different words uh, throughout, you know, using it. And I'm not always so great with them. A lot of them are just generic. I mean, focus isn't a massive changing word, but it helped me. Um, I, I've used growth, you know, to think, okay, if all everything I want to do for the year is think of growth. I, I did that a lot with HyperClean as we were starting to come out with the brand and come out with the product. It, it really had to push myself to think growth, right? Cool. You've got a product. How do you get it out? Well, I constantly wanted to just keep thinking growth. And that meant that I would listen to things that would help me grow. It means that I would put into action things and it would kind of just, it positioned me through the year. So personally, uh, that's, it's just been a good thing for me to pick a, a word and stick through it through the year. But you know, that's great. everybody's different. Um, and we definitely say that in business, right? Everybody does business a little bit different. Sure. What about you in your business and 
setting out uh, things for the year? Do you flip it up and you go, well, personal is one way, business is another, or do you run your business similar to personal? How, how do you run your business with setting New Year's goals? Uh, my goals have always, I think the easiest thing to understand in business, if you're going to be successful, is that it's b- business is a bottom line thing right? So if you just take it to the bottom line and say, okay, what's the bottom line of a business? So it's your revenue. Uh, So the one thing I've always been good at, and we're talking to mostly guys getting started, guys in their first two, three, you know, one, two, three years, uh, or guys struggling, you know, I set goals based on revenue. And so, you know, let's say I'm in my first couple years of business, I've never cracked $100,000 in revenue. A great goal would be, Hey, this year I want to crack a hundred thousand in revenue. Uh, as you grow in business, you know I would say the the, the goals I had that were very very memorable for me were hundred thousand, two fifty, five hundred, seven fifty. Those were those were big numbers for me. You know those were milestone numbers and things that I set out to do. And so if you're a young in business, doesn't have to be young as in age. If you're starting in business now, I think one of the greatest things is that you can really have black and white goals. Like numbers are just black and white, where sometimes goals get to a point where, you know, they're really, really gray area goals. Uh, Business, different than personal, you can get really specific. Hey, I want to spend an extra 500 bucks a month on marketing this year than last year. Uh, I want to do X, Y, Z. I want to buy this piece of equipment that I think will take me here. Or those are the type of things you can do in business that I don't think really exist on the personal scale. And so for business for me has always been a revenue goal. Where did we finish 2020? Where can we go in 2021? What kind of growth do I think I can see? Uh, You know, for us, you know, what kind of partnerships uh, can we do now at this point in my business? People always talk about adding services, right? I think that's kind of a, an overrated thing we see in the detailing industry. You need to add something that adds significant revenue. There's no reason to go chase PPF if you're only going to do one film per month, right? Like as an example. But if you're going to chase PPF to say, hey, I'm going to do this year, we're going to do an install a week. And then the second year, I'm going to do two installs a week and so on and so forth up, up to whatever you can achieve. Um, those are really simple business goals that I, I probably do set, but mine have always been revenue, you know, based. How do I grow the bottom line of my business? And, and I would pair just not quite as large of a number, uh, you know, especially starting out, I always thought of what could I do to make a thousand dollars? Yeah, there you go. You know, and I, I, especially when I would think, you know, growth and expanding for the next year, uh, it was always, how can I bring in another account, another, you know, place to go clean cars, another, another, you know, something else that would bring in an additional thousand bucks a month because a thousand dollars would mean a a much better life, you know, less stress of thinking about, you know, bills or, or food or, you know, transportation or anything, especially when you're really just freshly starting. Yeah. And if I could just generate a thousand dollars a month. So I'm with you on that, uh, on that dollar thing. And, you know, a, as I would go through the year, I would push myself to make sure that I could get to that point. And so if I was going to go find a, 
a new office park that I wanted to go clean cars for, then I wanted to set that out that that was going to bring in a thousand bucks a month. And, and right. you know, so I, I'm with you. And then as cool as it would compound, right? Because you would always get more than a thousand, right? Right. hundred uh, percent. Were you more of a shoot for the moon, land on the stars, or were you a, you know, I, I'm trying to hit a star, you know, which, which were you, or, or were you just, Hey, I'm just trying to get off the ground. And if I land on a star, hell yeah. Yeah. When I, when I first started, I, I think I was probably more just shooting at anything that I felt could produce a dollar. Right. You know, really we have this conversation year one should look different than year three. You know, you and I always say this. If you're looking back at year one in your third year and saying, I'm doing the same thing, something has gone awry, right? You, you should be evolving as a business. So we're really having a conversation at that one to three year guy with helping young detailers and young companies. Uh, yeah, I just wanted people that wanted me to detail their car. And so, you know, I didn't care in year one, two, and three, if they paid the money, man, I was going to do it. And so I wasn't, probably as specific as I needed to be. I wasn't as purposeful as I needed to be in those years uh, when I first got started. And if you're a guy out there and you have let more me, purpose. Let me break in. Let yeah. Me, yeah. What do you mean by that purpose? I was more like guerrilla type marketing. You know, I was more like anybody that would call me, I was willing to have a conversation. It led to a lot of wasted time uh, because I knew pe certain people didn't fit what I was going to provide. And so what happens is if you don't define what kind of detailer you're going to be, like what you're, what you're capable of today, not what you want to be 10 years from now, what you're capable of the services you're able to provide. Usually you can come up with a pretty nice little price point, right? Like let's say you have surface services starting at 99 going all the way up to 499. Okay. Let's just say you're, that's your price point for your, your young company. Well, if you're in an apartment complex, you know, your $500 detail is going to be tough to sell, but you can sell your 99. But if I'm promoting my 499 in that apartment complex or in a place that maybe doesn't have the ec economics to do my $500 detail, or they're not going to see the value in it, uh, then that marketing goes to waste. And so I was probably not as purposeful as I needed to be of understanding where I was at in the moment. I was just promoting the same thing to everybody. And so as you get wiser, you start to realize, okay, you know, that, that makes sense. Then that makes sense. Yeah. So you're saying go in with target specific packages. No, 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 no. Wrong word. Tar target locations for specific packages. Right. And, and know and, what and you're not trying to go provide. in with a brochure that has all your packages. Yeah. Because what happens is everybody sees the biggest number. And so when you're early in business, you know, this isn't something I think about today, by the way. 10 years in, this isn't something I'm even thinking about because now reputation and the people I do business with, they know my, I'm going to start at a certain price point. That stuff's vetted out. Hopefully if you're in business long enough, you still have those discussions from time to time, but it's a lot less when you're first starting, you're really battling, uh, you know, what do you do? What services do you provide? But you know, you don't have that time in the marketplace where everybody has, you know, gotten to know you and you started to build your little niche. And so I think that's one of the things, you know, guys can really set themselves apart that I made the mistake on is be a little bit more purposeful with who you're talking to and what you're discussing. You know, is somebody driving a Honda Civic going to do a $2,000 detailing package 
Uh, a lot of times, no, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It, it's just pretty rare. So just be a little bit more purposeful is probably what I would have done. Uh, so when, when they're going to go and, and, and bring something in, uh, in purpose, right? It's going to go, do you think it's, it's all what you're going to hand out? Do you think it's uh, what they're going to say? Uh, what's, what's a good suggestion to hone that purpose in? Well, I think what you say, uh, you know, what you're doing right now, a lot of people are doing online marketing, um, being ultra targeted with that, you know, going into the advanced settings of your, your ads online uh, would be probably the more modern way to have the discussion. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're going after, let's say office parks, have an office park flyer. If you're going after, for us out here, casino business, if you're going after fleet accounts, uh, you know, all of those different things, you need to have different ways of communicating with those different types of people. To think that you're just going to, you know, go in and talk to everybody the same way. Marty, you've been in business long enough. That just very rarely happens. And and I, I'm glad you said that because, you know, I think it's something that we're learning definitely that, uh, well, you've got to communicate to people, not only differently, like you're saying, in person, but when you go on different platforms, and then if you're going to go into different Facebook local groups, then you have to be more specific with the way you talk and the way you associate. Uh, all right, Nick, so moving into 2021 is going to be a big year for many detailers. And uh, I'd like to think of it that way. I like to think positively and I like to think that it's gonna be a good year. I think most of us would rather think that than think the other way. Uh, there's definitely people yeah. that I'm talking to that are saying, boy, I'm really hoping 2021, it's a lot better. Uh, there are plenty of detailers that are doing very well though currently. Um, so it's not necessarily doom and gloom for everybody. 2021 no. should continue to be growth. If you did well in 2020, especially still moving in the fall of 2020, boy, 2021 better be a boom for you and you're set to explode. It's interesting. I was listening to a podcast earlier that had a lady on and help me remember it's Barbara. I think she's the older lady that's in Shark yeah. Tank. Watch that. Barbara Corcoran or whatever. I think that's that right. right. Uh, she mentioned that there's no doubt throughout history, whenever the economy goes into trouble sometimes, or there's a moment of recession or tough times, that it's always the good entrepreneurs, the good operators, the ones that do well, just explode during these times. And uh, so if I'm thinking I'm a young detailer and, and I'm, I'm out hustling, fucking wanting to go into a shop or I want to get a second unit or you know, yeah. I'm doing well and I'm wanting to really explode. You know, what's some good positive encouragement as you're going into 2021 that you could pass on to these guys? Or yeah, guys? well, well, first of all, we did a whole financial thing. I want to give us a shout out here during 2020. We did a very long, you know, financial planning type of conversation. A lot of episodes where we told guys, hey, start putting some money away. The reason people like Barbara say what she says uh, that you're referencing here is because things go on sale. Okay. That's what young detailers need to keep in mind. Everything goes on sale as the market starts to crash. Really smart people hoard their money for when the market crashes, they buy everything at a discount. Boom. What could that mean for a detailer? A better real estate deal. 
let's say you signed your real estate deal at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020 before March, you got a terrible rent deal compared to what you should be able to get early 21, mid 21, late 21. Why? Because that market's going to take a hit. I mean, there's no way it can't. We're going to see some of that stuff go in the system. So if you want to open a shop and you've been financially responsible, you can go get a deal. So you should be excited about this time because everybody that sees it as really risky when the market goes down, if you if you can get your mindset around, this is the time I'm going to invest the most because five years from now, it's not going to be bumpy anymore and I'm going to be able to cash my chips in. Uh, that's the kind of positive thinking you need to have. You and I have talked about it uh, You know, on a personal scale. If you want to buy a home, the best time to buy a home isn't when things are great. It's when things are bad. Uh, because you get a deal on a home. And so detailers, think about this. You'll be able to buy equipment cheaper. You'll be able to do everything cheaper when the market starts to get rocky. So if you have the mindset of the downtime, I'm set up to cash in on it, and you start setting yourself up that way in business, I think you're going to find a lot of success in life in general. Don't be scared of the rocky times. Be cautious of the rocky times, but not scared, meaning don't be crazy during that time, but don't be so scared that you don't go rent a space and get a good deal if it presents itself. So I think you need to look for deals in 2021 because the, the market's going to show itself full of deals, I'm sure. Cool, man. That's good advice. Uh, chasing after deals. That's really great. Uh, I, for me, I'm, I'm going to go with the encouragement of, you know, hey, there's a lot of opportunity out there. You know, if, if others can, you know, fall, right? If, if opportunity arises because comp competitors aren't doing as well, that, that creates opportunity. Uh, opportunity for new people are getting cars. New people are changing. New people, you know, we definitely saw that in 2020, right? So there's oh, yeah. all kinds of new things that will happen out of what we saw in 2020. Opportunities continue to grow no matter where, uh, sorry, wrong thing to say. Uh, well, no, let's say the right thing. No matter where you're at, opportunities will, will happen. It's up to us as entrepreneurs, as business owners to go seek them out. There's no doubt that customers change, that the way people uh, want to absorb uh, the information, whether that's marketing, sales, or whatever it is that a detailer is going to put out, their customer, their prospect, their their views in life, everything has changed for them. So the opportunity happens for detailers to actually come alongside and, and show support for their change, right? Here's how we are changing to support your change in life. Here's the way that we suggest. I think it's, it's wonderful the way that uh, you talk about how you don't want your customers to ride around in a dirty vehicle, right? So one way that a marketing can be done for a detailer seeking out opportunity is to talk about how their customers shouldn't ride around in, in dirty vehicles because of what they're having to go through, right? Your, your child's got stuff spilt all over the car. The opportunity to rise for us to market, hey, here's what makes it easier for you, the customer, by using our service. What yeah. we're hearing nonstop through the different podcasts I listen to, I've talked about it recently, the CMO podcast, right? What brands are really understanding, and these are big global brands, these are brands like Kellogg's, right? We've talked about it. Like, so they're spending millions of dollars into wanting to understand customer dynamics and where their customers are going to be. 
So we can take a little bit of what they spent and learn a small little segment from them. And that small little bit of segment is that customers are really wanting to know that they're being going to be taken care of that, you know, through the changing times that, that they're a company that they trust will continue to take care of them. So as detailers, we could see that opportunity and begin to market what trust means, what's taking care of somebody. So that opportunity would go into not just saying, trust us, we care, but maybe showing videos of what you do for people, how you take care of them, how ease of service could be, right? Opportunities, right? Seeking opportunities in tough times, no doubt pays out far more dividends, far more of, if you want to talk financially, right? When you find stuff that you can then blossom and there's a lot of gasoline to help blossom that, because, hey, if everybody needs to be taken care of during these times and we're a service that takes care of people, yep. wow, that's a great opportunity. So I'm sure. going to go with the encouragement of continuing to seek out opportunity as you guys grow and as you move on. And one great way to do that and to learn more about how to grow and how to have opportunity is we look forward to seeing you at Mobile Tech Expo. Mobile Tech Expo is happening. Hashtag MTE is happening. Look forward, especially as the podcast will be on stage there for two days, recording episodes with detailers from around the country. The opportunities will be endless for you to learn from each other, for me to walk the expo, for me to be at Education Day, learning straight from other people in the industry. I myself will be there. Our team will be there encouraging and helping detailers grow. The education day will be very informative for you, but what you will get by walking the show and meeting vendors face-to-face, being up on the stage there at Mobile Tech, being able to talk about your story. Nick, you got to experience that at Mobile Tech Vegas. What was it like for you to walk around Expo and then, you know, have an episode talking? I apologize. At that time, we didn't have a stage. You know, we hadn't reached to that point, but... You know, it's cool that Mobile Tech is now, you know, a second time back on the stage and it's going to be a lot of fun. But as we close out today, what 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 about Mobile Tech uh, Vegas that really drew a big a big mark in your, you know, hey, it was a great thing for you to be a part of. Yeah, it, you know what? It was a great thing on a couple different levels. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time with the podcast, as you said. Uh, we got to talk cars, what we do in business, you know, what we're working on. Uh, camaraderie was more uh, what that was for me than it was like giving out information like we do on, on our, on our little things every week here. Uh, That was a cool experience, right? You know, meeting you and DJ and so many other people I'd never met before, but it also was a turning point for me personally as a detailer because of how many companies chose not to support our industry. And I think that's what I'll say about mobile tech this year, that a lot of guys sometimes don't stop, step back, look around at who's really on your side. Uh, If there are companies deciding not to go to mobile tech and they're telling you it's COVID, it's this, it's that, uh, it's understandable. But I also think it's the wrong time and the wrong move for a lot of people to make. We need to see some of these big companies start to support what we're doing. Uh, and mobile tech Vegas a couple years ago was disappointing for me. And it actually changed my purchasing habits as a business. There were companies I was no longer going to do business with because they're based in California or 
uh, Idaho or somewhere on the West Coast, and they just didn't come, didn't send a booth, didn't even didn't even mail it in, so to speak, with having you know a booth with nobody there. I mean, they just they put no effort into it, and they didn't think it was worth their time. And mobile tech different than SEMA. SEMA is an auto show where detailing isn't thought of. Uh, if we're all being frank about it, uh, you know, SEMA is a lot of other things. Mobile tech is a, is a, an expo that's trying to do stuff for detailing and to have all of these companies basically say, no, nah, I'm good. No, I don't need to worry about that. Uh, no, I'm an hour flight away. I don't need to do anything. It, it changed a lot for me. And I've shared that before. Uh, but I think it needs to be reset is that this is a scary time for guys getting started in the industry. It is a scary time for guys in the Northeast or California, Los Angeles area that have been closed down uh, for months on end. It's a scary time. And I think putting a mask on and going to mobile tech and supporting those young guys and those companies that support you goes a long way. Uh, is it a risk? Maybe. I mean, maybe it is. But I, I think if they're holding it, you kind of owe it to yourself a little bit to say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to come together here and, and provide support for this entire industry. Because I think there's a lot of fear that maybe not everybody's on the same page that these big companies aren't really pro detailer anymore. Uh, and I think we're going to see a lot at mobile tech, the companies that really want to take the risk and go there and support and, and again, it's, it's not an economical thing anymore. You know, it's a lot of money companies spend, but it's a commitment to us as detailers to see those companies there. And I know a lot of detailers are going to go. Uh, I'm convinced that a lot of detailers are, are looking for outlets to talk to one another and hang out with one another and, you know, gain support from one another. We see that with our thing every week. Uh, you know, so I know this is a bit long-winded, but Mobile Tech Vegas changed a lot for me. Yeah. And I know you know that, but a lot of guys don't know that. And even companies that I used to deal with and have personal relationships, I've had to have this conversation privately. You got to look at the companies that are supporting us, meaning they don't have to give us a handout. That's the wrong message that we're here, that we're coming up with solutions, that we're finding ways to market to your clientele with you uh, to build a better tool, to build a better pad to come show it to you in person because a lot of companies don't do that anymore. So these shows are a way for them to show you their pad in action before you buy it or their tool in action or their chemical in action. So it's going to be interesting. And, and I know that we'll come on here after mobile tech Orlando and have this discussion. Uh, but I want guys to think about that. If you go to mobile tech Orlando, or you talk to somebody that's there, start finding out the companies that didn't support it. That I think goes a long way and what changed a lot for me in this industry at Mobile Tech Vegas. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, it it is really interesting the dynamics that are starting to form out as certain detailers uh, from around the country are starting to push back on bigger brands and say, where's the support? Where's the help? Uh, it's been cool. I, I talked to a guy that's local there in, in your uh, Vegas area and he had mentioned in a, a message that, well, podcast and what we're doing here for the brand of total solutions we're one of the only ones that he had ever known that has actually been giving back and giving out to the community right i mean that's why we call it a community so for me mobile tech and why i would encourage people to come is to be a part of the community 
come and come to the booth, come hang out. Would love to meet you and figure out, you know, how your business is, how it's going, how we can interact. Would love for you to be on the stage. Come tell your story, talk. I think that's the, to me, that's the big thing. We talk a lot about you and I off kilt, you know, we call, and I think you've mentioned it before the ether and you know, there's, yep. there's just something about being around other people that are in your industry that are trying to grow. Now, this is where I differentiate it. I said, in your industry, there's a lot of salesmen. There's a lot of brand reps that aren't from our industry. And they're trying to just sell you something based off of their dynamics. And now, Nick, you've bought it. I've bought stuff yeah. from people. So I'm not saying it's wrong. We all need salesmen. We encourage yep. detailers to be salesmen. So that's not the point. The idea, though, is that somebody that is a part, right? Come be a part. Be in the community. It's not just about products, not just about stuff. It's actually about helping each other out, being together, learning from each other. I think some of the most important information that you could get might not be the pamphlet that somebody gave you at a booth, but maybe it's the detailer that you're having a beer with at the community pub. So on Friday, as we walk out of the, the, the expo, we'll walk out into this outdoor area, right? So we're not all combined into a small space. We're outdoor and we're going to drink free beer. Yeah. It's a community pub, right? And let's so, let, hold on, but let's expand on that. Here's the coolest thing. You'll get someone's phone number and then if you have something come up in your business six months from now and you'll be like, Hey, you know, I talked to John at mobile tech. He, he brought this up when we talked, or I'm just going to reach out to him, see if he's come across this. That's where these things start to really pay off. Okay. It's not just the hanging out in the moment. That's an awesome thing. You just referenced it. Let's have a beer. Let's talk. Let's have a laugh. That camaraderie is one thing. But from a business perspective, it's not what you're going to learn in that moment. It's somebody's phone number, somebody's email, somebody, some connection you make that helps you solve a problem for your client a month, two months, 10 years down the road. Those are the things that you can never get back. Those are just, those are just special things that take your business to the next level. Do you ever, do you ever use a product and somebody had told you how to use it and then you use it and you go, nah, you got to use it this way. Sure right? It's what we do as detailers all the time. Yeah. So, so you're right. I mean, get numbers and get, I think I was going with the, you're going to walk out, have a beer and somebody's going to look at your flyer and you're going to ask them, have you used it? And you go, Oh yeah, they're going to tell you this, but here's the way you ought to use it. Those are the kind of things that those I think cool. are super cool. And those 100%. are what really change your business. It's not always what some rep tells you, but it's about being around other detailers, feeding off of them. Maybe it's something that they say, you go, no, I've actually used it this way. And or I've done this. Like, you know, that's the yeah. stuff that goes back and forth. You know, I call it ping yeah. pong or whatever, you know, I, yeah. that's the kind of stuff I really enjoy about it. I, I think I you're right though. You're right. I mean, the, the people that I really had those good conversations with, we ended up trading numbers or we ended up connecting on Instagram sure. or Facebook or whatever, so that we could make sure that we could stay in contact. Yeah. Uh, like, Hey man, uh, you know, I came across this, uh, you know, thought of the conversation we had, check this out. Uh, you start to develop friendships in business, which is really what starts to change your life. Right. Because a lot of the friendships you had before your business, they don't understand your business. Then when you meet good friends in your business, uh, what you find is those become rewarding for your future. And so that's what I mean is that this is an all encompassing thing, the fun in the moment, the sharing in the moment, but also 
finding guys that you're like-minded with, with technology now, I don't have to live next door to them to hang out with them, to, to, to shoot a text, to have a simple conversation. So I think it's one of the cool things. And, and I just, you know, I experience shows uh, over the years, a lot different than most people. I'm very focused at shows. I want to be there for my business. I want to be business oriented, but I think mobile tech with what you and pints and polishing have brought is a nice, I went to the show, got some work done. Let's go have a good time and share some stories with one another, which I think is is a good, a special part of mobile tech. And so I, I do encourage everybody to go enjoy mobile tech and, you know, be safe. You know, let's let's not be irresponsible. We all know that, that the, the time we live in, be safe, wear your mask. And then when you get outside and have a beer, have a good time. But, uh, you know, really, really take stock of what's going on at the show. Yeah. Awesome, Nick. Thanks so much for your time as always. And uh, like I said at the first, I wish you the most amazing success in 2021. And uh, hey, look forward to all the great times and all the encouraging conversations that we'll continue to have as we help detailers moving into 2021. So Nick, thanks as always, man. Have a great night. You too, bro. All right.